I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Is live mic with Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on live mic with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is live mic. I am incredibly grateful that you're spending some time with me here. Uh, on the radio right now. Uh, And I'm also always, always interested in what you think of the program. Have we done something you didn't like, or is there something you would like to appear on this program we have somehow overlooked? Uh, I I beg for your input. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. You can also find my Facebook page, Lee Lonsberry. Type that in. You'll find it. Also want to make one quick invitation. Uh, If you are, if you're downloading apps, Consider the KSL News Radio app. It's powered by Any Hour Services, and on there, you'll not only be able to listen to the program wherever you are, you'll also be able to tap into the video streaming. We have uh, video cameras here. It makes me kind of self-conscious, but it is a fascinating place where I get to work. The microphones and the uh, the different computers and machines that keep this radio station up and running and allow you and I to chat for a few hours each day. They're absolutely fascinating. Also, we from time to time have guests. In fact, in the next segment, just after 2.30, we're going to be speaking to Bruce Cush. He is the president of now LDS Business College, which uh, in September of this year will be then known as Ensign College. A name change as well uh, as some additional curriculum going to be made available to prospective students of the college. We're going to be joined by the president in studio. He's going to talk to us about all of these big announcements that have been made uh, just today. This segment, though, I'm going to talk to you again about guns. You know I'm a big uh, Second Amendment advocate. I'm a firearms enthusiast. Uh, I my, my most recent uh, hobbies have been, it's called armoring. It's not quite gunsmithing. Gunsmiths, they're the real like scientists and artists. Armorers, uh, or if you engage in armoring, that is when you take uh, pieces of guns and you put them together and you make a, a custom firearm for yourself. I uh, That's my latest hobby. Um I want to talk to you about a few pieces of legislation. We've spent time throughout the duration thus far of Utah's legislative session talking about the different pieces of firearms legislation up on the Hill. Some I've liked, some I have not liked. There are three bills which I, if I'm honest, have not liked. And I learned uh, just yesterday evening uh, that they three uh, have been defeated. I think it's important, though, to understand the arguments that go uh, behind these measures Uh, Those, of course, voiced by the supporters, as well as those uh, speaking out against. There was a a hearing uh, just yesterday where a number of these legislators, uh, the sponsors of these three bills, they got up uh, and in a public hearing uh, made the case for their bills. And then 
uh, in these hearings, there was time made available for the public to speak out. And there were some fascinating comments uh, shared during these hearings uh, by members of the public, including uh, one comment made by a retired lieutenant colonel, uh, Rich Martin, who did work in Bosnia. Uh, he will share his thoughts. Uh, Clark Apotion, you know him very well. I speak to him quite often here on this uh, program, the chairman of the Utah Shooting Sports uh, Council, as well as Brian Judy, who is the Utah State Director for the National Rifle Association. Those three individuals spoke out against these three measures. I want to walk through the bills, tell you what they do uh, or what they would have done, and then present to you both sides of the argument. The first one is uh, it has to do with the universal background checks. You're well familiar with that, right? If two private individuals want to uh, engage in a transaction where one sells a firearm to the other, uh, that can happen here in the state of Utah uh, without any problem. There uh, are no background checks required for that transaction. Uh, There are no laws in place that would prohibit that type of transaction. Of course, uh, you know, if one of those individuals was, uh, say, a prohibited person, uh, a felon or someone who otherwise had been deemed by the justice system, by a judge uh, or a jury of their peers to be disqualified from the ownership of a firearm, of course, uh, that'd be no good. But two law abiding private citizens who would like to uh, engage in a transaction selling a gun from one individual to another, that does not require a background check. Representative King, minority leader uh, up on Utah's Capitol Hill in the House, uh, he was not a fan of that reality and introduced a piece of legislation that would change it. Now, this legislation isn't going to solve every instance of gun violence or deaths from guns or injuries, but it is providing what it's taking what is an established and well-understood and well-accepted mechanism background checks through FFLs, federally, Federal Firearms Licensees, and extending it modestly to uh, a, an extended group of individuals to reduce the likelihood that individuals who I think everyone would agree, every reasonable person would agree, shouldn't be able to own guns, don't own guns. During the hearing where Representative King explained his piece of legislation, uh, later on there appeared a member of the public, retired Lieutenant Colonel Rich Martin, Uh, claims he did work in Bosnia and saw this kind of law not work. We experimented with imposing numerous types of gun programs to try and stabilize the physical security of Bosnia. Our program, similar to HB 109, it didn't work. And I'll tell you why it didn't work. Number one is the criminal element of Bosnia refused to comply with our regulations. They simply did what they wanted to do. Uh, Number two, the private transfer of weapons requirement was viewed with intense suspicion because the people had experienced a similar regulation imposed on them by two previous socialist, um, democratic socialist dictatorships with the follow-up requirement of a registry and then a weapons confiscation. So they're extremely apprehensive because they've been through before. Uh, And number three, the gun transfer regulation made the law-abiding Bosnians less safe because it increased the criminal element's power and influence over the people. So, for example, the man in the photograph that you see standing next to me was an accused Serbian war criminal who killed approximately 400 people. Uh, He, along with other criminals, circumvented this gun transfer regulation and provided an illegal stream of weapons to the Bosnians that has resulted in an increase of over a million additional unregistered weapons in their country. 
That measure by Representative King was defeated. The eight Republicans on the committee defeated that, uh, tabled it. Next up is a piece of legislation sponsored by Representative Andrew Stoddard, Democrat from Sandy. Uh, This measure failed again on a party line uh, vote. Seven Republicans making up the House Judiciary Committee voted against this bill, which was another iteration of last year's Lauren's Law. Lauren, a reference to Lauren McCluskey, uh, this piece of legislation inspired by her and her experience as uh, unfortunate experience, that is, as a University of Utah student who was gunned down in 2018. The spirit of this bill, uh, what it would have done is create liability for people who give or sell their firearms to someone who later uses them to harm someone or damage property. Here is Representative Stoddard describing his bill. In Utah and other places, if you lend your car to an impaired or unlicensed driver, to someone without driving privileges, or under any sort of intoxicating agent, you may be sued for damages if you let that person drive your vehicle and they cause an accident. That's the doctrine of negligent entrustment. Similarly, if someone lends a gun to someone because they had reason to believe may be impaired or unfit, and this person goes on to cause harm with the firearm that that firearm owner lent them, in these specific circumstances, should be held to the same standard for civil damages. Clark Apotion with Utah Shooting Sports Council, Council appeared during that hearing and had this to say against the measure. The general rule is that you're not responsible for the criminal and negligent actions of another person unless you knew or should have known their intent. That means that the default is that you can assume that a buyer's intent is lawful. However, if a seller is sued by an injured person alleging that the seller knew or should have known that the buyer would likely use the firearm illegally and cause injury, then that's a question before the jury to decide. And we- There's one last piece of legislation I want to share with you. This one introduced by Elizabeth Wade, who we spoke to yesterday on another matter. She would uh, have you or would have state law changed to make it a criminal offense if a firearm is stored irresponsibly and a child or a legally restricted person obtains the gun and hurts someone. Now, I'll tell you that this bill was defeated unanimously, uh, that it was voted unanimously to put on hold uh, after a number of gun rights activists spoke out against it. I'm going to share with you uh, very quickly the comments made by state director for the NRA, Brian Judy. Then we're going to take a break. However, fatal firearms accidents among children are at an all-time low, and this bill ignores the fact that Utah firearms are extremely responsible with their firearms and that firearms are involved in a disproportionately low number of accidents among children. And to answer the, the uh, Madam Chair's question, um, you're correct. Firearms accidents are at the bottom of the list, and where you generally find them is in the other category. They don't even warrant uh, an entry of their own because That's Brian Judy, the state director for the National Rifle Association here in the state of Utah. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be speaking to Ensign College President Bruce Cush. If you don't recognize that name, it's because it's brand new. The LDS Business College has announced it will be changing its name and adding to its curriculum four-year degrees offered in 2021. That's next up here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. 